Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. We plan on trying to get you paid, uh, I, I guess a little bit more money, we should say. And also on the docket tonight, I've got to figure out more about this Patrick Reed story. Are you are you familiar with this dude's background at all? Yeah, you know we talked a little bit about yesterday. By the way, my Mets may never lose again after uh, uh, yeah, they've just taken the lead. I'm I'm feeling good this year, Plank. You should, you should, you sh- you know what? Title time in New York, but we'll get we'll get it all that. But listen, let let's not bury the lead yeah, here. Yeah. Right? I can try to talk about this Masters, which I if if tonight's show is going to be anything like your show last night, you're going to tell me how something is wrong with golf and we need to fix it. So we'll get to that. I've got tons of NFL draft stuff to get to. NBA playoffs are out around the corner. But Arnie, do we do we need to start pushing HBO for some residuals for you here? I, you know, it, it's interesting because one of the listeners told me that uh, they used one of my clips uh, from CNN. I didn't believe him because, you know, the president, that damn fool, uh, happens to say have the same last name as me. So, right. you know, which which is unfortunate for me, of course. So I didn't believe it until um, a couple of other people uh, started, uh, you know, the tweet and text and all this. So my wife was watching it and. You know, I, I don't know if you know this. I've, I've been like a CNN correspondent or yes. whatever you want to call it for like yes. the last 15 years, every once in a while. 
And uh, they used one of my clips. I think I was on with Jane Velez Mitchell just ripping Joe Paterno. I was actually on the Penn State campus when they took down the statue, the Joe Paterno really? statue. See, I was dropping, I was dropping my son off there for uh, for a hockey camp. So I was on campus for that. But I guess they took one of my clips of yelling at, uh, at Jane Velez uh, Mitchell and, and used it for the uh, for the show. See, because I didn't see the clip. I heard this. But we're working on getting Arnie paid more money. That that's kind of what this is all about. I, well, I, I already heard, I contacted my attorney. They said no. Good job. Yes. Good yes. job. Good job. That's the first step. But I heard this, and I thought this sounded like you. I thought this was what you were talking about, which is the that's open up. Joe Paterno, the winningest coach in college football history. I thought that was you. I thought that was what they were talking about. And then I saw the CNN clip. That kind of sounds a little bit like Arnie, but I think we need to work on money here, Arnie. That's what this show is all about. That's what the sports world is all about. It's all about making more coin, correct? Uh, $25, not asking for a lot. But my attorney says, nah, you can't get paid. They took it off the news. So I, And I think uh, I'm some type of public figure, I think. So I think that counts for something. Kind of a big deal, Arnie. Kind yeah, I'm of kind a of a big deal. deal. I am. I am. Well, with that you know, said, they, I, I guess Colin's in it. They, I I guess they used one of Collins' clips. Um, I, you know, at, at some point, I've got to have a little sit down with with Colin Cowherd. I know that's probably wow. unlikely for a weekend guy. Wow! But no, I'm telling you what, this is getting a little personal with some of the shots he's taking to Baker. Don't you think? Have wow. you listened to it? Have you followed it? When you know, here's the thing: is I love draft time, and I'm not. No one can guarantee anything, right? No one can guarantee anything come draft time. But when you start really pinpointing things that are kind of irrelevant or or maybe really big reaches. I'm thinking you're making something personal right now. And to me, to me, Arnie, I don't think you can get personal in the draft prospect uh, in the draft process, can you? When it comes to tra- Now, teams can, but really when we're sitting here from our bully pulpits, does it really matter how we feel about a guy? I mean, does it really truly matter in the end where we rate a guy or what we think about a guy? He either will be or he won't be. That's the great thing about a draft. You're either going to be right about someone that you say you think is going to be great or you're going to be dead wrong that you think he's going to be great. There's no gray area here. Yeah, but isn't character also part of the process? I mean, we said the same thing about Johnny Manziel when he came out like, oh, this guy likes the party. You know, he passed out with the rubber duck or whatever it was in the pool and likes to hang around starlets and stuff. All that came about with Johnny Manziel. You know, the, the signing of the autographs where he missed a half a football. I think it was against Rice. All that came out against Johnny Manziel also. If you can't get personal now, when can you get personal? Well, no, I, I don't necessarily mean it from that perspective. I just mean it, how about this? If you stick to maybe some issues that you have, let's just focus here on Baker Mayfield since I've opened up with this. And I'm not here to sit here and defend him. There's going to be six quarterbacks going the first round, okay? It's going to be wow. something that hasn't happened. Don't you think so? Whenever all is said and done, Rosen, Darnold, Mayfield, Allen are all potentially going in the top five. Right. I think we both agree there's a great chance that Lamar Jackson is going to go. And by the way, the, when the I said round. four was going to go in the first round, I remember you ripping the, the heck out of me yeah, uh, no, months I ago. Never, 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 never. Yeah. That, that must be your other co-host. That wow. must be who you cheat on us with on Saturday nights. Wow. But you're in, the, you're in the Northeast. You see what's happening with Mason Rudolph and the New England Patriots right now. I mean, is there a chance that maybe the Patriots could add a sixth guy and go get a Rudolph? Or I don't really know if there's another quarterback that's kind of on that fringe of getting into the first round. But, I mean, you could potentially see six quarterbacks go in the first round. Now, if you don't care for one of those guys – for instance, I'm not really a big Josh Allen fan. I, I, I like his skill, 
But, Arnie, I don't know if it's going to translate to being a great NFL quarterback. I'll tell you one thing. I haven't been a big Josh Rosen fan, but in hearing you talk about him and in hearing so many other people that are high on him talk about him, I watch more, I watch more, and I think, damn, I could have been wrong. This guy has star potential. My problem is I think there are certain people out there that have committed themselves to a narrative with certain guys. If it's, oh, Baker's Johnny Manziel. If it's, oh, Josh Rosen uh, doesn't really care about football because what was the term that Jim Mora Jr. used that we were talking about last week? Uh, you've got to really commit him to it. Oh, Sam, uh, Josh, if it's Josh Allen, oh, he, he played at a small school. What, whatever your complaint might be, right? if you can challenge yourself and defend it with things you've seen on the field without taking personal pot shots like saying, oh, I don't like Josh Rosen. He's got a big nose. You know, these are the kind of things that just crack me up whenever we get to this point. And a lot of it, Arnie, is just I think guys that aren't willing – to truly listen to another side when it comes to they're just, I'm going with this take, this is how I believe, and you're not going to change my mind, regardless of what the tape says. And I think you've got to be open-minded at this point heading towards the draft, don't you? Well, I mean, I'm being open-minded with Josh Rosen. I See, I always think that the reason people or general managers miss out on the draft is because they pay too much attention to some of the stuff away from the field, uh, too much on the what he did in the 40, how high he could jump, oh, he could throw from his knees 80 yards. I, I think they forget what to look at. The most important thing is what you've done in the football field. Now, you know, if you play in the Big 12, you could pretty much throw that out because we know how the offenses are there. But when you play for a real team, you know what I'm talking about, playing, you know, and you could see the pro-style offense, then you could translate it to what it's going to be like in the NFL. As to Baker Mayfield, I think the Patriots, I guess, talk is that the Richardson Baker Mayfield and may use those two first round picks to move up and and get Tom Brady's heir apparent. I I kind of believe that more than anything else right now. Well, I'll I that wouldn't surprise me at all either. But then I guess if if Bill Belichick goes and gets Baker, then Bill Belichick's lost it, right? Oh, Josh McDaniel, it, it's it's all over because they've just miscalculated on who they're going to to have as their replacement for Tom Brady. What what is that buzz, real quick, Arnie? Before we get to obviously topics of the day, including the Masters. But what is that buzz in New England right now? You get that second first-round pick. There's a lot of questions still about the future of Gronk. There's a lot of, I guess, rumors swirling. And by the way, when you say real offenses, there's not a lot of teams running a true <laughs> – there's not a lot of teams running this NFL offense. In fact, the NFL is now running more of the spread yeah. offense than you've ever seen before. But we don't need to go down that road tonight. I want to know what's going on with the Patriots right now as we count down towards their draft and where you feel since you're there and you live it where their mind is right now. I just want you to know, if I was right about anything, if there was one thing I was right about in my life, it was Brandon Cooks. Um, You know, every week, of course, we carry the Patriots at my local station here, and I used to clown around going, when is uh, is Brandon Cooks on this team? If not, they should go out and get him, you know, joking around. And I said when they played the Saints, I go, this guy should be talking smack and saying, I'm going to tear him apart. Um, Look, he had over 1,000 yards. I understand that and had a pretty good year receiving he just didn't fit into their plans as a matter of fact i even consider him a bust so he had to go they replaced him with what they just picked up a jordan matthews i believe they actually picked up a tight end but i think gronk is coming back that's why i believe they're going to take those two first round picks they're going to move up get a quarterback because they had to let garoppolo go i think belichick is going to say i will get brady's heir apparent if it's the last thing i do damn you and i think he's he's bent on doing it i think he'll do it this draft 
Let me – okay, I've got to stop on the draft because I know how you feel, and we're still three weeks out. I've got five bold predictions on the NFL draft coming up later in the show, but I'll just wrap it up on this, and then we'll get to the Masters. Gil Brandt in Peter King's column had this to say. Gil Brandt's been around a few drafts. You know, he's, he's seen a thing I know, two. Gil. I know, Gil. Yeah. And he writes, this is going to be the most talked-about draft in history. Possibly. And not just because quarterbacks could go one through four – or four of the top five picks. But, Gilbrandt said, this will be an incredible extravaganza. For years to come, people will compare every draft to Dallas. Now, you spent, uh, what, like a a two-week period that felt like two years in Dallas. They're going to do it up come uh, three weeks from this weekend, aren't they? Do, Do it up in what way? What do you mean? Have you not paid attention how many ticket requests that they've already had? What kind of crowd they're going to have there? They've had already over 200,000 ticket requests, Arnie. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas. They're going to do it upright. And he even said, quote, the saying everything's bigger in Texas will definitely apply. We'll have sections all over the stadium for all 32 teams, and it'll be like a competition between all the teams and their fans. I didn't know they expected coaches are they... will be there. I was going to say, are they expecting that they could pick a new coach also? Is that why there's going to be so many people showing up? Because that, that's the only reason I could figure it out. I don't really know what they're expecting because they've got their quarterback. They've got their running back. Uh, you well, know, no, 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 you're, you're, no, 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 no. You're, you're taking this specific to the, the Cowboys. I mean just NFL fans in general flocking. Not just Dallas fans only. Oh. We're talking from all across the country. They held a ticket lottery, and they got – like three times as many people requesting tickets than they even expected. And then you have to have that zoom in on the one person or the one kid that flips out because they think it's a bad pick. And then they go, oh, even though they have no idea if it's going to be a good pick or bad pick, but they got to zoom in on it to that one adult or that one kid that's just crying bloody murder over the whole thing. Usually a Jets fan over the thing, you know. How about this number? The NFL reported this a couple weeks ago, just a couple weeks ago that more than 215,000 fans from across the country had registered for the ticket lottery to get them inside of AT&T Stadium for the draft on April 26th. The league plans to make 60,000 tickets available to watch the draft inside AT&T Stadium. Uh, That would be almost five times the size of the draft crowd that they had in Philadelphia in 2017. 60,000 people, Arnie. It's going to be an absolute It's show. always better, though, when you have it in Philly and New York and those lunatics, especially in Philadelphia, because you know how crazy Eagle fans are, and that's most of them who are out there anyway. But it's always better when you have the East Coast fans out there. Well, I just want to go ahead and hurt my elbow, patting myself on the back for getting an entire first segment out of the draft. I know you threw you, you threw me for a loop there. Geez. Well, here's I just I'm getting I get this is I'm getting to that point where I just start getting angry because I think if you really challenge yourself, sometimes Arnie, you can you can look at something and maybe get out of um, just what is a staunch, even incorrect view and learn a little bit. I'm doing that with Josh Rosen. I think others need to do so with Baker Mayfield as well, too. With that said, it's all golf when we come back. It was an incredible day today, but was it enough to make Arnie Spanier a golf fan or, Arnie, make you think the future is bright for the sport? We'll get into it next with Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank. It's Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Bobo's back. E-Rob's running the show. Steve DeSager will be along in about 10 minutes to get us caught up on a busy day in the world of sports. This is my favorite song. Is this your theme song, Arnie? Yeah, I, I was listening to it on my 8-track on the way in. 
course you were. You got to get to Hooters. That actually the sounds new- very believable. It actually, you know what? Of all the things that are believable on the show so far, that's one right there. Wow. Uh, well, I, again, I'm trying to work to get you paid. You didn't want to get into it too much, except to say that, you know, you're not going to push for anything more than twenty five dollars. <laughs> I can't get, you, I can't get you on board with me. I need to, you know what? Here's the deal. What do I, what do I have to do, Arnie, to get on our draft broadcast in three weeks? What do I have to do? You're I mean, very upset about that, aren't you? I'm, ve- you- I'm very upset about this. Uh, I watch more college football, more tape than just about anybody outside of Joe Klatt. Need to be on this, Arnie. Now, wait Put a minute. You're, the you're at the Oklahoma game. So how much college football can you really watch, though? Well, that's at least 14 games a year, right? So you got 12 regular wow. season games, a 13 game for a Big 12 title, and then a potential bowl game. But, no, there's a lot of free time spent looking over all 22s, acting like I know what I'm talking about with X's and O's, Arnie. You got a fake scout like you know what you're doing around here, Well, buddy. you know, I, I just got to ask you one question for Mr. Sure. I watch every Oklahoma game. I'm on I the do. broadcast for Oklahoma. I'm I'm still waiting for you to say that Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen. Baker Mayfield's a better quarterback than Sam Darnold or Josh Rosen, in my humble opinion. Now, with that said, I am really doing a 180 on Josh Rosen. The more I read about him, the more I watch him. Oh, don't uh, make it personal. The more I read about him, don't make it personal. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not sitting Look there you, complaining about him. I'm not sitting here complaining about the one time they found a video where he didn't share with his teammates or overanalyzing one misstep that he made. I mean, that's not I, – I don't think that's relevant to this process. I'm telling you, I like Josh Rosen, the quarterback – Probably more than Darnold right now. So I guess I need to go back to studying Sam Darnold so I can like him more next week. But, I mean, I, I'm i starting to think more and more, Arnie, that Darnold's going to go one. And I think Rosen might go two to your Giants the more that I think. I think you might be right in this process that they end up going quarterback number two. You'd like that. I've been saying it from day one. That's what's going to happen unless the Giants trade out of it to either Buffalo or to the Patriots. I still think the Patriots are going to trade up, but I think the Giants have really penned in a Rosen at number two. But, uh, man, three more weeks of this. I can't wait. Finally, we'll I've get it done up. with, you know. Really like him. Really like him. you got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many at Hooters. Coming up in a bit, DeSager will join us to get us caught up on everything. I could talk draft all night. But oh, Oh, I know have, you could. I know you could. I, and I and I would if if you wouldn't say, hey, we've got to get to these other sports like you always do, like golf, where today the Masters crowned a new champion, Patrick Reed. And, it, I mean, just everything about this was wild to me. I didn't know much about the backstory and the book that had been written called Slaying the Tiger, The Year Inside the Ropes of the New PGA Tour, that in some ways had chronicled his – personal issues that he had while getting kicked off the Georgia team, ended up at Augusta State, had some really damning allegations. And then you roll into today where you think, okay, I mean, that was a while ago, was in your past, but you're the hometown guy, so the crowd's got to be rooting for you there. But they weren't, and we ended up with a pretty entertaining final day of golf. But Arnie, it wasn't what anyone wanted today, was it? No. What was, I mean, look, you, you said it was pretty entertaining, and yeah, Spieth was coming back from, what, nine back starting the day but you know I was forced to watch this so I sat there and watched it because really nothing else much going on I mean there was baseball but I wanted to see what the final round of the Masters was going to be so I had to sit back and oh my goodness (laughs) fall asleep a few times but for the most part no Tiger no Phil um, a little bit of drama 
but it, it just I, I it just didn't catch my attention. It just didn't have me just on the edge of my seat grasping like, oh, my goodness. And he had to make the last putt to win it. Otherwise, it would have gone into a playoff. But I never even doubted that he wasn't going to make that thing. I don't know. Were you on the edge of your seat or what, Plank? Yeah, but see, again, there's a part of me that has to be honest with myself. Does that make any part of me? That, anyway, I'm not a diehard golf fan. You know, no. There's diehard golf fans out there. I'm not yeah. somebody that's going to watch the John Deere or the Farmer's Insurance Classic. That's not me. That's not how I roll. You're not but, the guy but, going up at 5 o'clock in the morning sitting in that first row like no. like some of the other knuckleheads, you know? No, no, no. I, I'd much rather play than actually watch golf. But with that said, when it oh. comes to major time, I dig it, Arnie, and I love, I love the Tiger angle. But there's going to be, and I understand, I, I see the hate already coming in on Twitter at Stinking Genius 1 at Plank Show, though, more towards me. I truly understand those diehard fans of golf. Listen, I'm a NASCAR fan, all right? I watch the Truck Series race, for goodness sakes. How dare me question any sport for being boring if I watch trucks turn left all day long? With that said, nationally, this is going to be panned, as you did last night, as we will probably on parts of this show tonight, as it will be probably outside of the diehard golf fans tomorrow. Because if you're a diehard golf fan, Arnie, yeah, there was a lot of intrigue. You had Rory fallen just a bit. You had that late push by one of the biggest names in golf in Jordan Spieth. You had a bit of an unknown in Patrick Reed. There was a lot of really good storylines today. But for a majority of people out there, because one Tiger Woods wasn't there, they don't give a damn. Absolutely. See, that's why. Look at the ratings. Let's see what the ratings are going to be for the last day on Sunday. Let's see what they're going to tell the story now that Tiger wasn't in the running and how many people wanted to tune on in. And by the way, there was really nothing going up against it. It was absolutely wide open. It was either Masters or nothing. Yeah, like I said, there was some local baseball, but you you were either all into the Masters or you went shopping at Home Depot. You you didn't (laughs) do anything else there, Chris. You can't even really use football, is it now? There might be a few spring games out there. Uh, You might have watched some highlights of Johnny Manziel and the the tryout that he had this weekend with that, whatever league that was that he played in. But there's there was no out this weekend. I mean, honestly, you were glued to it, and maybe we're part of the. I mean. There's guys like Dan Byer who are golf nuts that oh, probably live and love that today. But if you went into this on Thursday and you watched everything with Tiger and then it ended up like you did today, sure, it was good for Tiger. As he said, hey, I used to come here for the meal for the last couple of years and then I left. I at least got to play four rounds of golf today and he finished tied for 32nd. He was plus one. It's not what anyone wanted. But nobody's sitting around watching his Sunday round, Arnie, whenever he's not even buying you know, for the league. That was, we talked about this last night when I was on with Torres on Saturday night about how things could, if you change things in golf, how it could be more interesting. I think they should go from four days to three days. How about just no cuts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? That way you have a lot more pe- people up on top of the leaderboard and more people fighting it out there toward the end. And nobody really cares about Thursday. I mean, that's just too much golf. I think Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is more than enough. I, I think that would be fantastic. Hey, I've got a re- here. You ready? Here's how you fix golf. Have Tiger win a major again. Boom. Back. back. You, don't, you don't, Arnie, there, there are certain things. I was having, we That's were having That's all this it debate. takes, huh? That's it. That's all it takes. Look at this week. Look at this week. Look at Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, the madness on Thursday. I mean, it was, it was back. It was being talked about. Guys you hadn't seen on TV for a while. I was like, oh, hey, look, there's, uh, there's Greg Norman. Oh, I forgot about him talking about that. Jack Nichols forgot about him. Oh, did you see the dude dislocate his ankle? Yeah, crazy. But Tiger's back. That's I, This whole idea that 
suddenly there's something wrong with the sport. Arnie, there's been something wrong with the sport for quite a while. It takes too long to play. Uh, and, oh, yeah, Tigers. Tigers not out there. It's that simple, man. Don't you think? Or should do you there think be a, we need to uh, suddenly let guys tackle other guys out there? Are we going to say there should be like a swing clock out there, a 30-second swing clock from you know, but from the time you hit it? You got to go ahead. You get a golf cart. You get to fly down with your golf cart, run up to the next one, and, and hit it again or something. I don't know. They, they have to do something because, you see, the diehard golf fan is always going to tune in to events like the Masters. And, I mean, Mark Willard loved this. He was on the air. He's like, oh, look at what happened. Oh, he's charging. I mean, you're talking about like it was like hole number two, and he was getting all excited, but it's the casual golf fan or the casual sports fan you got to draw in, and I, I don't see the appeal there. Is there certain sports where you just have to accept that maybe we've got our niche market and we'll have a nice surge? I use NASCAR every now and then, but there's it's just going to be impossible to consistently stay there near the top. I'll, I'll, let, let's get to that when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios because I know that's not the – motivational speaker way of looking at it because everyone's going to be number one and everyone's going to fight. Are you with me? But don't you have to just kind of accept that, well, listen, there's sevens out there and some of us can only get sevens, Arnie. We're never going to be able to get that supermodel that's a 10. Oh, Maybe yeah. there's certain sports that they just have to but accept. That, eh, that's you're going to be with sixes or sevens. Well, that's why when you when you were talking about golf and you know you say, well, you know, talking about relatability, that's not me. I look... I, I wasn't born in the country club atmosphere. Matter of fact, the only time I ever was Neither in a country was club is when my mom won a lottery ticket and we got to get a free day's membership at the country club. I was so out of place there. But other than that, I'm from the Bronx, New York. Not a lot of country clubs. Not a lot of guys from the Bronx, New York going, hey, you ready, guys? Let's get a foursome together and go play a little golf. That, that wasn't really the number one thing on our list when we were hanging around in the Bronx. Yeah, uh, we'll get more in depth on exactly where golf fits. Not like you, who was born with a golden spoon in his mouth. Pantheon. No, I like to play. Not everyone that plays golf joins a country club. I mean, there's some denunzios out there as well, too. (laughs) All right, uh, it's bottom of the hour. Steve DeSager is in the house. Let's get caught up on everything else that's going on. Did they finally finish that Sunday night baseball game? Yes, they did. They did. Mets win again. They never lose. Seven and one on the season, a 12-inning win at Washington. Did you guys, we'll get to the golf. Did you guys see the late game in the NBA with Golden State's contest? Two I ob- saw that Clay got off. I heard you say got off to a yes, great start. Yes, it was a great first quarter. The two obvious things, the Warriors, of course, won at Phoenix. Phoenix is 20-61. and 61. <laughs> So even though the season doesn't end till Wednesday night, they are assured the worst record in the NBA, best chance of winning the lottery. The Warriors beat the Suns head-to-head for a 15th straight time, <laughs> 117-100 the final. Uh, we know the Warriors are going to be the two-seed in the West playoffs. They have 58 wins now. But Clay Thompson, who finished with 34 points, he scored 22 of the first 27 points for Golden State tonight. Mm. He had 22 in eight minutes. He was 9 wow. of 11 shooting in the first quarter and then 1 of 3 second quarter. Could have gotten 88 if he kept yeah, him in there. Yeah, 0 for 3 third quarter. But, yeah, just didn't keep it up. So 34 for him. Golden State did win the game. Patrick Reed won the Masters by one stroke over Ricky Fowler. Reed made par on each of the final four holes to maintain the lead. Jordan Spieth finished two shots back after a final round 64. He bogeyed his last hole, so Spieth just missed tying the course record. That Mets win was 6-5 to five in 12 innings at Washington. Mets have won five in a row. Yuenis Cespedes, the go-ahead RBI 
RBI single at yep. midnight Eastern time. Temperature in the low 40s for this game. Nationals have lost five in a row after their 4-0 and start to the season. I this think was, we clinched the division. Uh, yeah, well, in your mind, of course. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Keep staying on the bandwagon. That'll be the kiss oh, of death soon enough. Wow. We all know that. This was hardly the only cold weather game in baseball this weekend. They are starting earlier and earlier. The Cubs, for example, are finally going to have their home opener tomorrow with a high of 37 there on Monday. And there have been plenty of games like that, including day games with supposed sunshine, but near freezing temperatures. As far as the some of the earlier games, we'll get details later, but Shohei Otani was sensational pitching in uh. Anaheim today. Angels beat Oakland 6-1. to Otani got the win. He had a perfect game in the seventh. Dodgers won in 10 innings at San Francisco. Baltimore won in 12 innings at the Yankees. Boston won its eighth game in a row. The NHL regular season ended tonight. Boston lost at home, so that gives Tampa Bay the top seed in the conference in the East. And Kyle Busch, the NASCAR winner at Texas, he had finished second three of the first six races this year. Kevin Harvick finished second three-tenths of a second behind. Back to you. I'm having a hard time. Thanks to Sager. We'll catch back up with Steve coming up here in about 10 minutes. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into the excitement of Kyle Bush's win more in depth as we come to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part is figuring out which way is NASCAR, easier. golf, I, what, what, we, we, we aren't hitting Steve bowling yet? Hockey. My goodness, jeez. Steve mentioned hockey. So, you know, we have hockey, the regular season wrapped up. The Kings no lacrosse scores to give? No, no lacrosse scores. Jeez, are we going to hit every secondary sport now? Well, let's see. I hit the. We we tried to get you paid off the open to make you happy, yeah. but that only lasted like <laughs> two minutes. Uh, and then I got into the draft because I was getting mad about how I think some people are positioning Baker Mayfield. And uh, let's see, what do we get into? Oh, we talked about Patrick Reed, and uh, it's it's not really been necessarily a mainstream kind of a show so far this evening. But that's fine, Arnie. That's fine. Um, I think you paint golf in an unfair light. You you treat it as Why don't you if read everyone... some of the tweets that we got coming in and we'll see a lot of people think the way I do. I'm not doubting that, but let me before you, you jump to Twitter. Don't you think that you're being a little bit unfair? You act like, oh, well, we were the tough kids and all we did was beat each other up and uh, walk around with our <laughs> shoes off and go uphill both ways to school. I mean, you don't have to be some uptight country club snob in order to enjoy the sport of golf or to play the sport of golf. Uh, you should hit yeah. the breaking news sounder then. I didn't know that. I Come on. Let's look. I'm from, I'm from the Bronx, New York. I've told you that. And, then, and like I said, you know, we played baseball. We played basketball. We played football. We didn't say, hey, you know what? Everybody run upstairs. Get your golf clubs. We're going to head on down to the public course and go play around or, or something like that. That that wasn't in our vocabulary. You just didn't do that. And yeah, it is cultural. It is where you're from. I mean, in the Bronx, New York, we didn't even talk about golf. That 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 was so far from where we were from. It wasn't even funny, Chris. But here's here's my point to to you. Just that doesn't mean everyone that does it is. Wait a minute. I thought you were in L.A. I thought you went to Palisades High School. How yeah. suddenly are you from the mean streets of? I, of the Bronx whenever you went to the same high school as Jeannie Buss. What well, the hell's I told, going on one here? One day, one day one day we were growing up poor in the Bronx. My dad went shooting at some food like Jed Clampett and and up came oil then and, and we moved to Los Angeles. That that's pretty much the short of it. So all right. Well, uh <laughs> it's it seems as if you've got a lot of different identities here. And wow. 
I, don't you got? Am I not? Uh, if if he's wanting to be hobnobbing with the big dogs, you went to school and you're best friends with Steve Kerr. When you're wanting to try to build Good up friends, as if you're some friends, Cinderella story, yes. you're in the mean streets of the Bronx, uh, bare knuckle brawling with all your buddies. What, I mean, what are you going what, to do the day Steve Kerr does call in one day and says, "How's my buddy Arnold doing?" What do What are you going to do then, there, Plank? I'll be happy because the bit will be over and we oh. can move on to something else. <laughs> It'll be, <laughs> it'll be the greatest day of my life uh, whenever that actually like takes it. place. Um, here, here's a couple of quick tweets on it. Uh, let's see. Eddie, I think this is interesting. Eddie writes, if you want to speed up golf, have them play at midnight on daylight savings when you push the clocks ahead. Brilliant. Uh, Brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I don't really no, – no, I, I, I like the idea. But anyway, uh, I was at the Red Rocks uh, Red Rock Sportsbook, and everyone was cheering for Patrick Reed, Fernando checking in from Vegas. Hey, everyone might have been at the sportsbook, but it seemed very odd to have a crowd that appeared to be a hometown crowd for Patrick Reed kind of pull him against him. Yeah, but I, what's the story? What the University of Georgia wasn't like to, among his teammates? Uh, uh, what specifically happened uh, and then it transferred to Augusta State or something like that? Yeah, there were allegations of, obvious. when you're in college, there's going to be issues, most likely, with alcohol, a uh, couple of different alcohol violations. There was incidents that basically he was accused of stealing. So there was a couple of personal and ethical problems that he had had whenever he was in college. And maybe that was part of the reason why he didn't have that overall fan support. But I'll be honest with you, I I didn't know much about that heading into the final round. Uh, Mike writes, I don't know if this will fix golf guys, but your affiliate had the Masters on the radio today, and that should be outlawed. You talk about boring and pointless. I'd rather listen to bowling on the radio than golf. I don't think this guy's really helping me out too much here with my... I don't uh, think anybody's right. helped you out, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't know. Mr. Wonderful gave me a sweet new profile pick. Yeah, I thought uh, you were going to pass done. over that one, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. But uh, here's the funny thing is when he goes to your team and he helps you win, I'll accept all your apologies. Arnie has the apology hotline, right? How many times has that thing ever rang? Does a ring very <laughs> Bakersfield Rod writes, I'm not a country club golfer, Arnie, but if you didn't think what Jordan and Ricky did today wasn't exciting, then you're nuts. You know, it's it's not that it didn't lack some drama. There was drama there. I told you know you, you had to see if he made the last putt to go ahead and win it. And Spieth made a good run down by nine. Nobody's ever come back from eight, so the drama was there. But for something like that, something we've never seen before in our lives, shouldn't more people be talking about it? Shouldn't we be like coming out of our shoes, going, "Oh my gosh, that's the greatest golf tournament we've ever seen"? Because uh, some guy almost came back from nine down, and a no name won it, and I mean, shouldn't we be raving about it? Front page news? I don't see that going on. It'll be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. Because I do think it'll get a lot of play. And, you know, we'll be, we'll be watching the talk shows and listening to the guys here on Fox Sports Radio. And you know that Patrick Reed is going to be just about everywhere. But I do think, and again, I, and I'm kind of going back to our original point on this, Arnie. I just think that for what everyone expected going in, Tiger to win. And what ended up happening, I think it's going to be viewed as a bit of a disappointment to the French golf fans. 
to the diehard fans, which, again, it's not a large number. I get it. You don't have as many people that are as diehard about golf as they are about the NFL or the NBA or baseball. But to the diehard fans, I think they'll look at today you know, and this weekend as an incredible tournament. You know, Chris, if, if, if you're going to be honest with yourself, let's, be, let's, let's call it the way it is. Baseball is a lot more popular than golf. And baseball is trying to go ahead and shave just like five or ten minutes off the game, coming up with a pitch clock and, uh, you know, coming up with certain things. Uh, to speed up the game, and that's the game of baseball, and they're worried about catching the millennials' attention. What chance do you think golf actually has? If baseball's got to make changes, don't you think golf has got to make changes? Oh, no, no, no. Listen, I'm not disagreeing with you. Some of the pace of play was ridiculous. You know, we had five-hour rounds going on Thursday, Arnie. That's just ridiculous. But with that said, here's how you fix golf. Have Tiger win. And, Arnie, I do kind of like your idea about using bullpen carts instead of actual <laughs> guys walking around. I you love pick that. Your favorite team, you pick your favorite team, and that's the bullpen cart yeah. that they get to ride around on for the entire round. You know, they're bringing that back to Major League Baseball, I heard, this year. I've heard. I haven't seen it yet, yeah. but I am all in when it actually happens. All right. When we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, we've missed a few things by talking about all these mainstream sports today. So Steve DeSager jumps in to get us caught up right here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Oh, th- that's right. As we welcome you back to Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Bobo wasn't here for your birthday show celebration last week, so this no. is his gift to you. What I would do for a little college football right now. Oh, just a little bit. How was your 38th birthday celebration this week? Nothing, you know, pretty uneventful. You know, usually when you have a birthday on a Tuesday, uh, <laughs> there's nothing. You, you, of course, you celebrate it on the weekend before. But, you know, we really didn't do much. I just chilled, relaxed. You know, I, my, my gift is always just leave me alone. So, you know, my family always does that. So I just was crabby old guy yelling at the uh, sky. Doesn't get any better than no, that. Steve, no. Steve DeSager, the third member of this crew. We'll get to more of your tweets at Plank Show. That's Did me. have Arnie's. a pint of Ben and Jerry's, though. At Stinking Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N Genius in the number one. What's going on, DeSager? Arnie. Go oh, for it, oh, Arnie. There, 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 there By the is. way, when you term it that it's his 38th birthday celebration, I assume that to mean that he's only chosen to celebrate 38 times. The wow. other 30 times, he just chose not to celebrate. Wow, DeSager. <laughs> Happy birthday, Arnie, Don't, don't be mad because I look so much younger than you. <laughs> don't, don't be a hater. Don't hate the – don't be That's a hater. That's right. You look very – very young. Well, wow. Uh, we'll get to basketball, baseball in a moment, but did you see that Alden Smith is in jail again this weekend? Yes. Arrested for the third time in two months, held as of today, still San Francisco County Jail on a half million dollars bond. The former 49er and Raider arraigned on three charges of violating a protective order originally issued last month related to domestic violence. There is a new general manager in the NBA with Charlotte. It's Mitch Kupchak, ex of the Lakers. Hired by Michael Jordan today. Both are former All-American players at North Carolina. The NBA regular season ends on Wednesday night. The playoffs start next weekend. How about the Utah Jazz? They won their fifth in a row today, beating the Lakers in L.A. 112-97. Utah's record the last three months, 
31 and 9. Incredible. They That's are insane. up to fourth in the Western Conference and only one game behind number three Portland. Guess what? Utah's at Portland on Wednesday to end the regular season. Nice. In this game today, rookie Donovan Mitchell, who's averaging 20 points per game this year, he had 28 points, nine rebounds, eight assists. So I looked it up as of the NBA draft last summer. Who was the favorite to win Rookie of the Year? It was Lonzo Ball with Markel Fultz third in the betting. Oh, jeez. And you know what's so funny is I, I just found that Utah had a team after uh, Malone and Stockton left. Well, I thought yeah, the team left well also. Done. I didn't know they kept it there. When they wear some of those uniforms they've mixed in this year, you don't really recognize them as the Jazz either. By the way, Ben Simmons was the number two favorite to win Rookie of the Year as of last summer. But then the odds changed by the new year, early January, Simmons was the favorite with Donovan Mitchell second, but Mitchell has been sensational, and so has Utah, especially the last few months. Yep. I mentioned Golden State with the win in the late game, and Clay Thompson, 34 points, 22 in the first quarter. Memphis and Toronto got wins. The Raptors are going to rest some players tomorrow at Detroit. They also play at Miami this week to finish up. Toronto will be the number one seed in the East. They wow. have 58 wins with two games left. Boston was at home today. They're locked into the number two seed. The Celtics left a lot of their regulars on the bench in the fourth quarter today, so they wound up losing at home to Atlanta. Meanwhile, Philadelphia won its 14th straight game, beating Get Dallas. Get out of here. Do you know the 76ers are now a full game ahead of Idle Cleveland for the number three seed in the East? That's insane. This is a Philadelphia team that just two years ago had a record of 10-72. and 72. So right now, after the, another win today, 50 and 30 so Trust far. Trust the process. Yeah, the I process. guess you have to. They've clinched, as of today, at least home court in the first round of the playoffs. Victor Oladipo continues to have a great season back in Indiana. 27 points today and a win at Charlotte, 12 of 15 shooting. And the Pacers' DeMontis Sabonis had 30 points. Indiana's won seven of its last nine games. To the baseball, Cody Bellinger was not able to start for the Dodgers at San Francisco tonight due to food poisoning. AP says either a bad plate of sushi is the culprit or room service, which immediately <laughs> makes some Los Angeles sports fans suspicious when uh -oh. an L.A. star goes up to Northern California and might have a problem with health after room service. That did happen to Kobe Bryant in the playoffs, uh, notably uh, last decade. The Dodgers team batting average going in today, 206. Looking good. Yeah, uh, they got two whole runs in 10 innings, Jeez, but it was good enough Dodgers, to win what's today. Going stop on? it. Just stop saying that. <laughs> two to one, Dodgers won at San Francisco. Kenley Jansen finally his first save. Another great start for Clayton Kershaw. And yet he doesn't have a win this year. He has 19 total innings, 19 strikeouts. Great today. In his three starts, they've only gotten him two runs total of support. That's how bad the offense has been. But the offense has been bad league-wide. You know, I mentioned the Dodgers' bad team batting average. There are four clubs even worse than that, under 200 so far in the season. Even Cleveland, a possible playoff team, team batting average of 161 heading into today. I know the cold weather is part of that. That The Cleveland game today, it was 32 degrees at first pitch there. They got a homer in the ninth to beat Kansas City, but Cleveland's offense was 3-for-28 until the final swing. And the game at Chicago, the White Sox got shut out. Game time temperature 36 degrees and the wind blowing in. So Detroit wins one nothing, and neither team had a hit after the third inning. The two clubs were a combined 5-for-55 today with 18 strikeouts. The Cubs got to play indoors at Milwaukee. 
Cubs finally have their home opener tomorrow at Wrigley, as mentioned, with temperatures in the 30s. Seattle at Minnesota postponed due to bad weather. It was 27 degrees at Minnesota yesterday's game. Today's game will be made up in mid-May. Boston won its eighth straight, but Xander Bogart's left with an ankle injury. Yeah. Yeah. When we come back, good stuff to Sager, to the Geico wow. Fox Sports Radio Studios. We have some incredible stuff on Twitter that we'll get to. Your calls at 877-99 on Fox. It's Arnie and Plank, and oh, the Grinchin is just getting started. <laughs> Hour two is next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios with Arnie Spanier. I am merely Chris Plank. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up, I have my five bold predictions sure to go right for the NFL draft. Five bold NFL draft predictions to go right along with Arnie's picks. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. What are you you picking this week? I mean, what are NBA playoff matchups maybe? Are you going to pick some some Stanley Cup playoff action? There's some hockey going on. I I guess I could pick game one of, of the hockey, but there's not a whole heck of a lot out there, that's for sure. We have the aftermath of the Conor McGregor mess to get to. But I, I want to pose a question. Before we get to Twitter, we've talked a lot about golf. There is some really, really good stuff rolling in on Twitter. That's at Stinking Genius One and at Plank Show. Yeah, they're ripping you. Uh, yeah, I'm getting destroyed right now. It's it's just it's very depressing. But here's my question to you, Arnie. And and maybe Bobo and, and Eric, I know you guys follow the Lakers. DeSager, I know you do too. So we, we can all debate this. But I understand that this hasn't necessarily been a a solid little run over the last couple of years for the Lakers. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's been really, really bad. But, but, Arnie, this year with their sweet win total of 34, it's the highest win total for the Lakers since the 13 season when they lost in the first round of the playoffs. The season they finished after having, what, three different coaches throughout the year? What, they have Brown, Bickerstaff, and D'Antoni. Plan the so parade now. But here's my question. I know that it's not Laker-esque, but has this been a good season for the Lakers or not? Considering expectations and kind of what the plan was, can we sit back and say, okay, what about as we expected, or is this a disappointment? What happened with the Lake show this year? If, uh, if, if you're saying was the season a disappointment or a failure, I think it was a failure. Um, not so much. Well, one, I expected them to be 500 or better. I expected them to maybe make a run and make it a playoffs. But now I feel like I'm even more confused about Lonzo Ball and his future with the Lakers and his father and, you know, what's going to happen when his contract's up and, you know, is, is he going to be a Laker from that point on? And I think the year because of that also has been a, uh, a big disappointment. I think part of it for me, where I can't help but say this is a massive disappointment, and maybe this is not being as diehard of a fan as I should be, but I look at the Utah Jazz roster, and I don't see a roster that is infinitely better than the Los Angeles Lakers. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe y'all see something in Joe Ingles that I've completely missed out on. And, yes, I understand that what Donovan Mitchell has done this year, DeSager brought it up earlier, is special. Uh, Rudy Gobert is special. But, I I mean, the, the Lakers have, what, three lottery picks that should be in Brandon Ingram and in Randall and in Lonzo Ball that should be difference makers by now? How are they still stuck in neutral? I mean, I get it. 
the big push is to try to add a superstar this offseason. Right. And now Paul George can't find his damn shot, so that's frustrating. <laughs> so I need to put a few more nickels in your right pocket, Paul George. You'll get that shot back. But I don't know, Arnie. It's just I had hopes like you did this year. I thought, you know what? I'd be happy with 500. They had a couple of nice runs. They got within sniffing distance of the playoffs at one point. But, man, this is – I want to stay positive, but I think this was an adjunct failure this year for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm having a hard time finding the silver lining to get me excited for next year unless there's an incredible influx of star players. Oh, you know you're going to get LeBron. Stop with the dramatics, okay? Stop being, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Drama. Because once you get LeBron, you're going to be dancing like, oh, my goodness, I'm moving to Los Angeles just so I can see all my Lakers and buy season tickets. That's exactly what you're going to do, Plank. So you think it's just that simple? You think LeBron comes and boom, it's all – again, let me backtrack here a little bit. Yes, it is that simple for any team to add LeBron and suddenly you'll be a contender. I, I get that. But I don't know, man. I don't know if he's he's going to Philadelphia, right? Isn't that the new thing? Isn't he going to be a sixer? No, he he's going to go to process? Los Angeles and, and he'll bring one of his buddies with him, maybe two of his buddies, and they'll turn the Lakers into a power. And then you're going to be all happy and excited that your Lakers are going to be relevant. They won't win it, but at least they'll be relevant again. At least you got that going for you. Suddenly, we'll find a way to turn Arnie into a guy that'll root for the Warriors if LeBron ends up in Los Angeles because you'll be so anti him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, I guess from my perspective, just to put a little wrap on this, I see that as the only way of getting back right now is to get LeBron or to get Paul George. I mean, wait until Anthony Davis is free and try to bring him in if he's even wanting to leave. I mean, I, I kind of was hoping that you would get a young core to Sager that would generate some yeah. excitement, but it just didn't happen. Well, their two top players were eye-openers with Julius Randle and Kyle Kuzma as far as being the top scorers, and Brandon Ingram was as good as people thought he would be, and they wind up they're going to have a first-round draft pick, I guess, with after the Cleveland trade for this summer. As for their two highest play, highest paid players for this year, they only got them because they had expiring contracts. So like Brooke Lopez, <laughs> Contavious Caldwell, Pope. Brooke Lopez today, 0 for 10 from the floor. No points in 21 oh, minutes, just geez, for the record. How great is that? So the only guys that are really signed for future years are those lottery picks like Lonzo Ball, Brandon okay. Ingram for the future seasons because young guys on the what could be, what, four, five-year contracts, depending on how long it goes. It's really a blank slate if you're a general manager of the Lakers. In a lot, of, And, yes, you do have a lot to offer. You have some opening open slots as far as salaries this summer. All right, I feel a little better. That kind of got but me it's taste, the it's the Sager. worst five year stretch in Laker history. All right, you brought me back down. You got to go right, back five okay. years for even a winning record. Oh, that's yes, ridiculous. Slap, slap. And slap, remember, slap. and remember the the last two years when they had Kobe on the roster in uh, what twelve and thirteen, they right. had a winning record and were nowhere close to advancing in the playoffs. So it's really been bad for seven years in a row. Wow, it's gone from bad to worse. Well, Desego, you kind of built me up a little bit. You got the, those hopes fired <laughs> just up. Just dealing with facts. Yeah. <laughs> you shot him to hell. Just Seven like bad that. years. Yeah. Just, just like that. Gee, Which, I'm afraid to a... ask about the Knicks, so just move on, I guess. Right? Are they no, no, what, what, still what, in the league? Yeah. <laughs> hey, going to get a top ten pick. I, I, Colin Sexton would look good in a New York Knicks jersey, so maybe there's hope, Arnie. With that said, can you remember a time? And I, I I got more time carved out for this, hopefully, before we get out of here. But the show's getting away from me rather hopefully quickly. Hopefully not, but go ahead. Yeah. I, spent, I spent so much time talking about the NBA draft off the top. But have, do you remember a time as crazy as this with what we're seeing in the West with only a handful of games left in the season? I mean, 
you legit, uh, legitimately, I mean, if you look at the West, and right now tonight, the Utah Jazz clinched a spot. So you have the five, six, seven, and eight slots that are all tied. Well, uh, five, six, and seven are all tied. The Timberwolves are a game back, and being out of the playoffs, where the Nuggets are right now, is a game back as well, too. You basically have five teams, Arnie, that could either end up as the five seed or out of the playoffs right now, and one of those teams is the Spurs, and the other is the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is insane. I'd never seen it that bunched up in my life, and if you took Portland, as you mentioned, and went all the way down to Denver, only three games separate uh, those, what, like seven teams. It, I, yep. I'd never seen it. I didn't even know you could do that mathematically, but what I'm looking at is I would love to see a Golden State Oklahoma City first round or a Golden State San Antonio first round and then maybe an Oklahoma City Houston Rockets first round. So some potential really good first round matchups in that Western Conference. Well, and I I think most teams would feel, even if they end up at the seven, that you like the idea of going after Golden State when you know that Steph Curry's not going to be out there. But just an interesting sidebar with the madness of the NBA playoffs. We'll go more in depth next segment. All right, I teased some of these tweets. This is good stuff. I like this. They're crushing you. Yeah, I'm getting destroyed. Uh, Van Colma writes, Arnie, all I hear on sports radio now, bitching and moaning about length of games and seasons. Golf is boring, and why should anyone care? Pace of play in baseball, blah, blah. How did we become fans in the first place? How about talking about the game or event itself, not how to fix it? Uh, I never really you – know, golf, uh, golf was popular because of the personalities, and there were a lot more personalities. I don't, again, I don't want to sound like the old guy, but there was a lot yeah. more personalities back in the day than there are now. Now it's all about Tiger. Back we had the matchups, Arnie and, and Jack, and then, of course, even when those guys weren't around, you had, you know, you, you had other guys that were very colorful that were added to the tour also that people kept uh, abreast of the situation and updated on them also, Chris. Um. I'll add that's what we do anymore in sports radio, and I I actually agree with him, Arnie. It's what we do nonstop. I mean, you're basically looking at sports and constantly, what are we doing? I joke about it at the NBA All-Star game. What do we do at the NBA All-Star game? We spend three days talking, man, what can we do to fix the NBA? Wait until June when we have, has the Major League Baseball All-Star break extended to like nine days yet? Uh, Major League Baseball All-Star game. What do we spend that whole week doing? Man, how do we fix baseball? What's wrong with baseball? Yeah, but Chris, how do we Chris, fix these All-Star games? The owners of the NFL, the guys that own the team, that own the product, they even changed the NFL. They're even with the rules committee going, we got to do this, and this is a catch, and that's not a catch. I mean, you're always changing the rules. Even if it's a popular sport, you're changing the rules and, and tinkering with it. Sometimes you over-tinker. Sometimes you have to go back and correct mistakes, but I, I think what you're seeing now more than ever before is everyone's trying to cater to that. You use the term millennials. I think we overuse it, but I get what you're saying, that we're going to be looking at our phone. We're going to be nonstop. We're going to be moving. I mean, I told the story of a couple of, I guess it's almost a year ago now. Arnie, I don't go to concerts very often, but I had any time. The, and this is gonna, everyone in LA is going to laugh at me right now. But when Garth Brooks is in concert, by God, Arnie, if you're an Oklahoman, you'll go see him. And I took my wife to go see him, and the couple sitting next to us, they were on their phones the whole time. 
not like for a couple of pictures. They were on their phone their whole time. And a lot of times, I think, with certain sports, they say, all right, how can we get to that audience? How can we get that niche kind of fixed uh, fit into our sport? And so I think a lot of times we and, – and again, when you have certain games that last longer or you have certain events that go well beyond their time length or, Arnie, you have events that don't live up to their hype like maybe the Masters without Tiger Woods – that puts them more in the spotlight of us trying to get into our, oh, what's wrong with this sport? What can we do to fix it debate, right? Uh, it, you, no, uh, it's always going to be how you're going to fix it. It's always going to be like that, though. I mean, you, you have a, a secondary sport here that the ratings are crumbling, okay? This is not something I'm making up, Chris. The ratings are just absolutely abysmal when Tiger's not around. You can't have that. It's going to get to the point where you're just going to be able to watch it on your computer, and they're not even going to have it on TV anymore. That's what's going to happen. Well, read the, read the tweet from TJ. Pretty much is calling you a lapdog. Uh, I'm not on Twitter because I had moved on. So go for it. What did TJ have to say? Because since I'm a laptop. Since you're so Marty. concerned about the state of golf and upset that the Woods didn't win, why not allow him to be the target of uh, Teddy Cut so he can play on the weekend every time he plays in a tournament? This should keep lackeys and lap dogs like you and Plank happy. So they're saying, oh. never cut Tiger. Just let him go and play for the four days. Uh, hey, listen, uh, TJ, I appreciate your passion for golf, but you are very much in that minority. You're that diehard golf fan that's mad that the featured group on, say, Friday, didn't expand beyond three or four golfers. Why is my featured group only this guy? I need to see more golf. I don't want to watch just one hole. That's not a majority of fans out there, and the sport still has to appeal to it. And, Arnie, I disagree with your assumption that golf ratings are crumbling. I mean, seriously, you think that golf ratings are tied to Tiger when the highest rating that a PGA event got was a 5.11 overnight rating for the Valspar Championship a couple of months ago whenever Tiger was actually in the mix. So are you trying to tell me that Tiger equals ratings in golf? That's just pure insanity, aren't you? That is insanity. Who would have thought something like that? I mean, who would have thought that Tiger equals ratings? And without him, there's nobody watching. I, as, I get it, man. I get it for passionate golf fans. You're like, shut up. There's nothing wrong with this sport. I love it. I watch it. I say the same crap to myself when I watch NASCAR. Hey, shut up. There's nothing wrong with this. This is great. Look at the beauty of the cars. But for the Arnies of the world, for the masses, it's just not appealing unless X or Y is happening. And in the case of golf, Arnie, that's Tiger Woods being in the by, mix for a championship. By the way, Daryl tweets in, has anybody put the wow counter on stinking genius tonight? It's like his, you know, at the end of the day, kind of, et cetera. Wow, he's on fire tonight uh, in every other word. Happy birthday, stinking genius. So I'd like to go. think that whenever the wow counter is high, that means the crew and I have had incredible takes to keep Arnie <laughs> on his toes. Though I think the stinking genius would disagree. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio <laughs> studios, a little more NBA talk, some more of your tweets. Keep them coming. At stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N genius in the number one, at Plank Show. And then there's also, there's a reality check, too, I think, for certain sports that we'll get into next with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. <sighs> Crazy show tonight. I don't necessarily know if we've accomplished anything Probably tonight, not. But, but it's been fun. We're brought to you by Granger. The products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help keep your facility running. Granger, for the ones who get it done, let me your let tweets. Me, let me, oh, let me throw ahead. one more thing, because I'm watching sure. the highlights of Otani. You know, I'm not asking every pitcher to bat like Otani, but now i got to ask, how come pitchers can't at least bat 220? You get up there, bases loaded, runners on second and third, first and second, throughouts. 
put the ball in play, bat 200, and help yourself out for crying out loud. I'm not saying bat 320 or something, but but 220? I mean, give yourself a chance. You remember what you said about Otani when he signed? Yeah, I said he was going to be a bust. I think I think ninety percent of baseball fans said it after spring training. Too. Oh, you oh, should have heard me stinks. after spring training. Oh my goodness, man! Oh my, I should be fired for what I said. <laughs> Thank goodness they didn't sign him. Oh, but we are in an industry, Arnie, where it doesn't pay to be right. So we've got that going for us, which yes, is nice. Yes. Speaking of that, uh, gosh, I, what do, I want to talk NBA. I've got baseball stuff to get to. You brought you had a great story about the safety of sport events. We've got the uh, playoff rankings, but. I can't get enough of NFL talk, not just draft talk, but teams like the Raiders start practices tomorrow. A week from tomorrow, the Cowboys will start practices. And I can't get enough of two major stories involving two big-time receivers. Let's start in Dallas, where the headline reads, Des Bryant's future in doubt, and that the decision, according to Pro Football Talk, could come sooner than later. I uh, I don't know if they just happened to meet with the media tonight, but Des Bryant, I'm sorry, Jason Garrett, Lyle Collins, and Travis Frederick were all asked about Des Bryant tonight, and they're, quote, all the same. He's on our football team. G- great. But they start off-season practices April 16th. Could that be the end of Des Bryant as a Dallas Cowboy? Think about this. And, uh, E-Rob looked this up. Great stat. Des Bryant didn't have a 100-yard receiving game all year last year. The last time he had a 100-yard regular season receiving yards game, did I say that right? A 100-yard receiving game in the regular season was week 16 of 2016, Arnie. Wow. He went for over 100 yards in a playoff game. But, yeah, there's, there's a true wow. The Cowboys have already signed Alan Hearns. They've signed Deontay Thompson. They've been linked to two draft, uh, two receivers in the draft, and Calvin Ridley and Cortland Sutton, who looks like he weighs about a buck oh eight. <laughs> but with that said, are we looking at the end of Des Bryant as a Dallas Cowboy? And would there be a market for him if he's on the free agent market right now? All right, one, I do think the Cowboys are going to go ahead and find a way to move on without Des Bryant. His contract is really the one that's going to be a killer. Remember they asked him, would he be willing to take a pay cut? And he quickly did a 180 on that. No, 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 no. You know, first he kind of said, well, and then he said, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, And I don't think he's really worth it all. Like you said, the 100-yard receiving kind of caught me by surprise. I could see somebody looking, being in the market for him, but not for that type of money, trying to get something like a, a bargain, like the Patriots always do. But I don't think uh, Dez is you know, going to be one of the guys that's uh, going to take a lot less money than what he's making right now. I'm, I'm curious to see how this will turn out because I think the Cowboys were going to uh, cut him and let him move on. I didn't realize this, and maybe I, I should have read a little bit deeper. Do you know what the cap hit is for Dez Bryant this year for the Cowboys? If they cut it's, him? It, well, just the cap hit in let, – let's say they keep him on the roster. It's a $16.5 million cap hit. Wow. If if they cut him, they're, they're still out $8 million in dead Goodbye. money. Goodbye. Save yourself $8 million in cap. Goodbye. Because let's say you keep him around. You have a potential out in 2019, but that cap hit would be $16.5 mil in 2019. Oh. I, I He's gone. Know. He's gone. It has, to be. has to be. Here's what Jason Garrett said. Quote, I haven't met with Des. Well, and by the way. You haven't met with him. 
because because play, players and coaches can't meet. There's that new NFL PA or the collective bargaining agreement. I mean, John Gruden hasn't technically met with any of the Raiders players, but right. magically Marquette King got cut the other day, and so did Clive Walford. But ah, you can't meet with them. Uh, but uh, Jason Garrett said. I have not met with Des. This was at the Cowboys Taste of the NFL event. Des is on our football team. And, again, we talked about some of the moves we made at the receiver That's position. That's not good the way they say that. That's like saying, well, uh, is, you, are, 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 is Chris and Mary still dating? Well, they're dating now. That's all we can tell you. As of now, they're still together. Well, they were together today. Um, They they still live in the same house. Here's that full quote. Dez is on our football team. And again, we talked about some of the moves we made at the receiver position, and they're designed to create competition there. Uh We think that's going to help everybody on our team. (laughs) Do you know know what? I've learned something. There are two things receivers – there's one thing receivers love. There's one thing that they hate. And if you're a wide receiver and you disagree with me, feel free to call me out on Twitter at Plank Show. Wide receivers love getting the ball thrown to them, and they hate when it's not thrown to them. There you go. There's a wide receiver in a nutshell for you. And so in that word, they, they kind of hate competition because they don't want competition. Michael Crabtree was the happiest guy on the planet last season, two, two seasons ago. Why? Because they were throwing the ball to him. This year, they started using the tight end more. Derek Carr got hurt. The Raiders stunk. They weren't able to get him the ball. What did he become? Disgruntled, upset, talking trash. Boom, he's caught, right? And he's out and looking for another job. I kind of think that's what's happening here with Dez. But did you see the story from earlier this week that they're worried about him physically, that they think he might be breaking down a little bit? I I don't know if I see that, but... I don't think he's worth sixteen point five mil right now. That's for damn sure. And you know, if, and and you know, if he was productive, they definitely would keep him because they've got a young quarterback. You don't want to take any of the weapons away oh, from Dak Prescott, yes. who is who is just flourishing uh, his first couple of years in the NFL. So the last thing you want to do is take away uh, a big time receiver like Des Bryant. But uh, look, I don't have the numbers on this. I don't think Dak is going to be all that disappointed because I don't think he targeted the Des all that many times in the NFL last year. Well, and, and also, I mean, let's face it, Des battled a few injuries. He was beat up just a bit. And you can handle certain guys being a distraction. I don't think that productivity was there in 2017. This isn't a knock on Des personally. I covered Des. I like Des a lot. But I just don't think you can be the kind of distraction he was at times and still garner that kind of contract and not be considered a bit of a problem for the team. Real quick to wrap it up, Travis Frederick said, quote, I stay out of it. I don't know anything about it. I don't think anybody knows anything about it. We just go on like things are, and that's what we do. And he added, whatever happens, happens. That's a really, really telling take right there. Yeah. I love Des. I love him as a teammate, and I love him as a person. I wish him the best, and I just hope everything gets settled. You know, I think back to a couple of years ago when Josh Norman had his deal with the Panthers and everyone thought, oh, Goodbye. my gosh. Yeah. yeah, they just decided, hey, we're done with this. We're not yeah. going to battle with you. We're going to move on. The NFL is not a sport to where one team, unless it's a, a Jamarcus Russell as a draft pick, can doom a franchise. So I think in this instance, if you're Dallas, if you like a Ridley, if you like a Cortland Sutton in the draft, time to move on, Arnie. And 
build something new with a new group of receivers that can build a better, more cohesive connection with your young quarterback because I don't think it's going to be there with Des. And then you're going to see Des want to stay in the same division so he can play the Cowboys twice a year and go after them. (laughs) Like that old, uh, you know, that punter that's really going to get revenge on the Raiders. Stupid punters. All right, when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, there's another wide receiver that's garnering some headlines, and we've talked about it quite a bit here, but before we get there, Steve DeSaker is in the house with everything we've missed so far tonight. Steve? Well, are you guys aware that with postseasons beginning this coming week, that there is a team in the postseason that trying to keep home court advantage has a plan to keep its season ticket holders from selling off their playoff tickets for a profit? Okay. In Vegas, a tourist town, for example, the NHL playoffs start Wednesday night. The late game is the wildcard LA Kings at Vegas. So you can Uh-oh. imagine L.A. people would like to scoop up some Vegas tickets. They see their Vegas. team there. They have a thing up there with the Vegas Golden Knights called the Knights Vow. If you vow not to sell off your playoff tickets on StubHub, you can get a reduced price. Instead of, say, 175 bucks, maybe pay 125 and then you can't sell it off through StubHub. You could opt out of that, but it's their way, even if they lose a little money, to try and keep the opposing fans out of the building and ensure a home ice advantage for these playoff games, first-year team. I applaud them for trying Oh, the something. Golden Knights have just done everything great this year. They really have. It's just, I mean, what, what a great organization they are. It's just been fantastic. A stunning win-loss record for an expansion well team. They will be yeah. hosting L.A. to start the playoffs Wednesday night. You remember, Chris, when the San Diego Chargers were hosting the rival Raiders not that many years ago? that in trying to keep Raider fans out of San Diego for many reasons, they at one point said, if you buy a ticket in advance for the Raiders visit, you have to buy a ticket to some other game on our home schedule in San Diego. They wouldn't yeah. let you just buy the one game. It's, it's, a, it's a common practice in college football, too. They'll have, let's say, I can only, I can only use Oklahoma as, a, as an example here because it's what I know, but if OU plays at, say, Tulsa or plays at Oklahoma, and when they played Oklahoma State, they make those special games to where if you buy a certain package you also have to make sure you buy other tickets and so they jack it up a little bit more yeah mm-hmm. it's a it's a very interesting marketing campaign yeah. and technique let's see if it works uh, one thing that should be changed at nhl they still have this divisional playoff format where the same teams you've been playing in your division all year are guaranteed your opponents in the first round of the playoffs. They think it's more tension and excitement that way. The passion is there with the rivalries. But it means that this year again, you're going to get by the second round the top two seeds overall in the conference facing off against each other and therefore one eliminated very early yet again this year. Oh, well. Patrick Reed won the Masters by one stroke over Ricky Fowler. Tiger Woods finished one over par, tied for 32nd place. Shohei Otani was sensational on the mound, pitching to victory for the Angels 6-1 over Oakland. He had a perfect game going in the seventh inning. As a pitcher so far, Otani is 2-0, granted both against the A's, but an ERA of about two. As a hitter, four games, three homers, seven RBIs. Batting about 390. What do, look this up to say, what do pitchers usually bat combined during the course of the year? What, well, I would, what is their I would batting guess average? it's under 200 because there are only so many Bumgarners and Kershaws and people like that. Disgusting. Disgusting. 
course, <laughs> most teams are hitting about 240 right now the first week or two of the season. Say. I mentioned the cold weather, so join the club. Uh, the Dodgers with their 206 average. Yeah, because uh, it's never the cold the years before. It's just cold in 2018. No, I'm not saying it that's wasn't the cold only in 2010 or it's 2000. Not. It's not, but when yeah. you had the Cleveland yeah. game, I mean, I or the White Sox we game We have more today. domes than ever now. Stop with the baloney. Yeah, well, not in Cleveland or with the White Sox. The Jeez. Dodgers win was 2-1 in 10 innings at San Francisco. Kenley Jansen with his first save. Houston won again. They're 8-2. Arizona won again. They're 7-2. The Pirates won again. They're 7-2. Jameson tie on a one-hitter. Baltimore won in 12 innings at the Yankees, 8-7. Did you hear this ending? Brad Brock got the save because he got Aaron Judge to hit into a double play for two outs and then struck out Giancarlo Stanton to end the 12th and win the game. Stanton went 0 for 7 with five strikeouts. That's pretty good. Meanwhile, the Red Sox have won eight games in a row. They scored six runs in the bottom of the eighth at Fenway to beat Tampa Bay 8-7. But Red Sox shortstop Xander Bogarts left with an ankle injury. That's a killer. Kyle Busch, NASCAR winner. The NHL regular season ended with Boston losing, so Tampa Bay gets top seed in the East. NBA, Philadelphia won its 14th straight game. Utah won its fifth in a row. Back to you. Still trying to figure out how that Phillies reliever got a save in a game where they scored 20 runs the other night. That's from a three innings. If you pitch three innings, right? Yeah, that was it. That was it. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Well, it means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. It's Arnie Spanier. I'm Chris Plank with Steve DeSager, Bobo, Erob, our host of incredible editors. We'll get some audio before we get out of here. A couple of quick tweets here from uh, at 420 specialist. Wonder what that's all about. Uh, New England will get their quarterback, Arnie, quarterback of the future in this draft, and they probably won't even have to trade up. With all the QB talent in the in the pool this year, it's likely some unfavorable info will magically come up before the draft, and at least one of them will fall to them, like Aaron Rodgers. This is that time of the year, man. We're three weeks away. So there's either going to be a, a failed drug test report come out on somebody or an arrest report. that we, It happens every year, right? Well, I, I don't think one's going to fall to the Patriots like that because I think the ones they like, like a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen, will not be around. Now, uh, Rudolph, as you mentioned, might be a guy that you could take down there, uh, and that that could be a strong possibility. But uh, I think that's why they got the two first-round picks, so they could trade up and get get that big-time quarterback at number two or right around inside that top five. I believe the Patriots hold the key to this draft and will trade up to get their quarterback. Who should it be? Are you are you sold on Rosen or Darnold, or do you have to be realistic in that you're not going to be able to get up to one? I mean, I don't think New England's going to trade up to one to get Tom Brady's replacement. But who should it be? By the way, and why wouldn't you? Would it be? Wait a minute. Why wouldn't you, if you were the Browns, trade that number one pick, get a boatload? Like, if, if you were the Patriots, you would say, I want your two number ones and your two number twos. Get those four picks. Let them have number one. You've still got number four, and you're going to get the quarterback that – you know, that's going to fall to you. And I don't think all four would go one, two, three, and four. But if they do, you're still going to get a quarterback that falls for you. And yet you're going to pick up two more first-round picks and two more second-round picks. I may gamble and do something like that. But here's where I would counter. You get your pick. You get You get your pick of the guy that you think through your new scouting department, which includes Elliot Wolf, one of the sharpest young minds in the game. You got John Dorsey running the show. 
an alleged quarterback guru in Hugh Jackson. We'll see how that plans out. Scott McLuhan is helping out with the draft. He's built potential championship teams with the 49ers. I mean, this is this is a pretty Chris, sharp group you have, the question, Arnie. The question is, do you want Sam Darnold and give up all your picks to get up to number one? Or if you're Cleveland, would you say, you know what? We'll just draft at number four, take a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen, and take four more picks with that, the two in the first and the two in the second, and really rebuild. I think I may take a chance with that and go well, with a Baker Mayfield or a Josh Allen, whoever falls to me at number four. But, uh, again... Again, what? Why not shoot your shot. Get the, get the guy you want. Get the number one guy on your board. At and if the guy one. you want, if Sam Donald doesn't work out, you you didn't get those other four picks. You got to think about that. Yeah, but who's to guarantee that picks at twenty two and what twenty uh, thirty one are going to naturally pan? I, I guess it would be less than what is it twenty eight and thirty one off the top of my head, and you get a couple extra second round picks. I mean. I get it. I mean, how many more draft picks can you amass if you're Cleveland? Start building. Go get go get your guy that you want. I love what you're saying, Arnie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not necessarily arguing against it, but isn't there a point with a team like Cleveland to where you say, all right, we've stockpiled. We've got draft picks. Let's go get our guy. I mean, you missed on Carson Wentz. You missed on Deshaun Watson. I don't know if they would have ended up being superstars at Cleveland, but it's a pretty damn big miss right now from the perspective of franchise-building quarterbacks. Why not go get the guy and then, hey, you got one and four. You can get the best quarterback in the draft. You might end up getting the best running back or the best defensive player in the draft at four, too. I understand what you're saying, but you could get two Difference makers from day one in the top five. Not, oh, well, we got an offensive lineman down there at 30, and then we got another guy at 32 that happened to fall. Go get your guys, right? Well, well, the only thing I can explain there is if you think the four quarterbacks are going to go, or not if Cleveland's going to pick a number four, uh, then I would go ahead and say get your quarterback and get Saquon Barkley, and if you're lucky enough to get both, maybe that's a good way to start also. I mean, I wouldn't be against that also, Chris. Do, do you know who the last running back was that was taken number one overall? I saw this the other day, and it blew me away. The, the last running back that was taken number one overall, Kajana Carter. tell me, Marcus Carter. Allen or something? I don't know. Close. Kajana Carter. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah. So we haven't had a running back go number was one close. since Kajana Carter, who blew his knee out in his very first preseason game that he played. So I don't know. I mean, some have brought up the theory of taking Saquon one to make sure you get him and then getting your quarterback at four. I don't think that's happening. I think you go get your quarterback at one unless – well, hell, think about this, Arnie. All right, get your quarterback at one. You know quarterbacks will likely go two and three, and what if that guy is still there for New England at four? Then you end up getting those two extra picks, and you end up getting the, the two extra second-round picks. I mean, Darius Geis might end up being as solid of a running back as Barkley, potentially out of this draft. So, I don't know. I just think it's very intriguing. By the way, to pay off our tees before yeah. we wrap things up in this segment, Odell Beckham, who is available in a trade regardless of what the Giants try to tell you, reportedly was nearly dealt to an unnamed NFL team, which, by the way, every time I see this, I'm like, it's the Rams. Why do we keep saying un- unnamed NFC team? It was the Rams, right? I-, I saw Michael Silver's report tonight. But they asked for two first-round picks. Now, Ralph uh, what's it, Vaciano of SNY said that several teams had called the Giants about trading for Beckham, but – Their interest waned when they heard how much the Giants were going to demand for Beckham. And in the end, the report says a trade is highly unlikely. So, Silver reports that they wanted two first-round picks. 
uh, Ralph Vasciano reports that several teams had called about him. Do we now just accept that he's going to be back with the Giants next year? No. No, no, I don't accept that at all. Let, let's wait to see how the offseason goes and, and see what plays out. There's still plenty of time to get into trouble before the draft. That's, that's three true. weeks away. That's, that's like two years in NFL time. So slow down there, Chris. <laughs> that is Plenty that of time is, to get into trouble. You have plenty of time to get arrested, to get sideways with somebody. But Odell's not plenty really of time for the more pictures problem. to come out with white, sugary substances on plates to be found. You know that, don't you? It was sugar. It was sugar. You need your sugar. All right. <laughs> when we come back to the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, I can't believe we're done already. Five bold predictions for the draft and Arnie's picks to wrap things up next, right here with Arnie and Plank on a Fox Sports Sunday. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes. You could save 15% or more on car insurance. Want to thank Eric Roberts. Great job producing the show. Bobo. What did he do? What did he do? What did he do? Great job. He didn't do anything. Wow, that's pretty cold, man. Uh, hey, hey Ron. You see Bobo how smooth this job. show runs, Arnie? That's all because say, I'm here. Wow. Okay? Pretty, pretty smooth. Sitting in the what, what are you going to do next? Thank Bobo for pushing buttons? I just did. And oh. thanks to the Sager on updates and oh, the hard work wait. of all Remember, of our editors behind turn the scenes. You off. Yeah, Bobo has the ultimate power. You can't mess with him. That's the uh, that's the key to the show. Now, before we wrap up our show with the much anticipated picks from one Arnie Spanier, I have five quick bold predictions. I don't even know what the day is on this ninth day of April, two thousand and eighteen, for the NFL draft. Uh, wait, don't we go into Monday? Aren't we? Oh into yeah, the, I guess uh, it is. Yeah, I guess it is. Come on, man. I live in the Central Time Zone, the only time zone. Which, by the way. Quick time zone ranking, number one on the depth chart, mountain time zone, Pacific a very close two, central time zone three, a distant fourth eastern time zone. Sorry, Arnie, it's almost like 2 a.m. where you are. It makes no sense. I know, I know it doesn't. It doesn't at all. All right, six quarterbacks are going in the first round. I've talked about that all night. I firmly believe it. Though, with my second kind of projection, I do think the New England Patriots will move up to number nine to get a quarterback. Who is Bill Belichick's buddy? John Lynch. I think he realizes that you could see a team like Miami or Buffalo, if they don't take a quarterback earlier, try to slide in there and get the guy they want. I think the Patriots have their eyes on Baker. I believe he's going to be there at nine, and I think they'll be able to move up and get him. Number three, surprise top ten pick. Gil Brandt talked about this tonight, and I love this guy. Mike McGlinchey, the offensive tackle out of Notre Dame, I think he's going to be a top 10 pick. Mm. Bradley Chubb, to me, is going to be the first defensive player off the board. Now, Arnie, I believe, and I have Some him people said two to- second. I thought that was baloney. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I have him going number two to the Giants right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I've, again, I have, I'm telling you what, guys, I'm falling in love with Josh Rosen as an NFL prospect the more I watch him. And finally, my fifth bold prediction for the NFL draft, Darius Geis, the LSU running back, will be a San Francisco 49er. I think if they stay at nine, I think they'll take him at nine. Uh, if they trade down, I think they'll get him at some point. But to me, that dude fix, uh, fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. So, those are my bold predictions that are sure to change on next week's show. We are just three weeks away from the NFL draft. So, what do you say we get a few picks in here? It's time for Irish right. picks to wrap it up. Bobo, give me a little music. Put me in the mood. Got four predictions. We'll start all with I do this. Is press buttons. Uh, yeah, well, that's does. all you do is press buttons. So go ahead, press the right button for crying out loud. I don't You're, remember. You might a a guy that you might not have heard of, Plank. 
But next week when the Masters is on, I'm going with Patrick Reed to win the Masters. Oh, wait, that was this week. I forgot. That My was, bad. I'm that was this week. Sorry about that. I totally forgot that the Masters was this week. I, how did Patrick Reed do? He he, he won it. Yes. He won it. Good yes. Good call, Arnie. Good call. Good call on that one. Huh? You like that one. Well done. I firmly believe Des Bryant will be gone as a Dallas Cowboy right before or during the NFL draft, so look for that. No way the Cowboys are going to be able to keep him. That is not going to happen. Prediction number two, one team's got to be on the outside looking in in the Western Conference. That one team will not be the Denver Nuggets. That one team will be the Minnesota Timberwolves. They won't make the playoffs. And my New York Mets will win nine games uh, in a row to start the season 16 and 1. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please, but please remember they're strictly for entertainment purposes only, Plank. I can't believe that in our final segment, we have finally reached what to me is the biggest story in sports today. Yes. Now, you keep your Masters, you keep your NBA playoffs, you can even keep your NFL draft talk. But by God, Arnie Spanier. Ronda Rousey made her WWE debut tonight by beating Stephanie McMahon and her husband, Triple H, thanks to the help of one Kurt Angle. This this deserves to lead every single one of Steve DeSager's up. Eddie Garcia, top of the hour. Ronda Rousey gets the win. This is the biggest story in sports. Oh, I'm sure the Maller Militia is going to be all over that. All right, uh, next week on the show, uh, in my world, will be a week closer to the NFL draft, which is about the only thing that matters to me. So you you right now, you've got Minnesota on the outside looking in for yeah. the NBA playoffs. And it's crazy because any of the teams right now from 5 to 9 could find themselves on the outside looking in for the NBA playoffs in the Western Conference. It should be a crazy week. It'll be fun to break down the brackets. And we'll also be a couple of games into some Stanley Cup series. It's going to be fun, Arnie. Have a great week. We'll listen to you, you on too, Saturday. My friend. Can't wait till next Sunday. Stick around. Big Ben is next Later. right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.